Hi everyone, this is Shefalina Z, and today we're talking to Ricky Altman, uh, who is a freelance journalist for regional magazines, and we're chatting about the miracle that happened in her life, and it could happen to you, it could happen in five minutes, it could happen an hour, it could happen when you least expect it. Uh, I know that for Ricky, it happened when she least expected it. So um, I'm really excited to share her. Welcome, Ricky. Um, how are you today? Thank you. I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited doing these interviews because I get so inspired to hear this, you know, stories again. And I love your stories. So tell us. Thank tell you. Everything. Well, I should say, first of all, you inspire me with everything that you do. So I'm, I'm really honored that you chose me. But I think anyone who listens to you is going to benefit for sure. Thank you. So talk. you want me to talk about the miracle, huh? <laughs> preface so ricky and i met when she was working for bridal magazine and she's like the it girl in miami gorgeous beautiful and i know <laughs> for a while and i was like what is going on and then i see you are you know engaged and then you're married and i'm like oh my god it's like bam bam so quickly and you just look so happy and you were such an inspiration mm -hmm. um and i was like well what happened so now i'm asking what happened for the people who <laughs> You're so kind. Well, I have to say the first, you know, when you first asked me to talk about miracles, I, I thought, you know, I don't know if what happened to me really would be considered a miracle. And then I thought, well, okay, let's think about what the definition is. And to me, I thought a miracle is maybe something that I would hope for in the deepest reaches of my heart. And I may not believe it'll ever happen, but I had the slightest sliver of faith. And then all of a sudden it happens and you go, Oh, okay, that was a miracle. And I think that's what happened to me, honestly. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, when I thought about it, I thought, okay, it makes sense that she asked me to talk about it. So, I mean, I can I could just tell you, as you mentioned, I was um, you know, with those single girls and I was living in Miami and loving my life as as uh, editor in chief of a wedding magazine. And I thought my existence was pretty great, but I thought there was definitely something missing in my life and you know, I, I knew that I wanted somebody to be part of my life, even though I had amazing friends. I wanted somebody who would know me at the next level, you know, someone who knew me inside and out and loved me really for who I was. Um, so I was about, you know, 39 years old and I was having a little pre-midlife crisis. I would call it, that's what I call it. I call it midlife crisis, but hopefully I'll live longer than 80. We'll see. <laughs> But um, I decided that I just needed to kind of go far away and be with myself and really kind of learn what I needed for, you know, for my future to, to kind of go to the next level of my life. And I kind of had to settle with being okay with being alone because that was my reality. So I did a house exchange with a couple in Hawaii in July of 2013. And I found myself alone on the big island babysitting their three-legged pit bull. Uh, and in the interest of time, I'll leave out a lot of, a lot of the details. But I was, just suffice it to say, I was so bored after three days there. It was so lonely that I just decided, you know what, I'm going to do something crazy and I'll go on a kayaking tour in an irrigation ditch <laughs> because I saw it in a magazine and I thought, why not? There's something I don't do in Florida. Um, so as I was checking in, there was this Asian guy sitting there with an Asian woman and two Asian kids, and the guy started flirting with me, 
a lot, actually. And it got to the point that I, I started to get uncomfortable. And I said, you know, isn't that your wife sitting over there at the table? And then she took off our sunglasses and she goes, oh, no, honey, I'm his mother. <laughs> so we all got a good laugh out of it. And we ended up spending the afternoon, you know, all of us together on the kayaks and um, exploring the irrigation ditch. And the whole time, this gentleman kept taking pictures of me because he knew I was alone on my trip. And at the end of the trip, he asked for my email address and all I had was one soggy business card. So I gave it to him. And a few hours later, he and his, his family were heading to the airport to leave Hawaii. And I got a text from him saying how nice it was that, you know, it was meeting me and how he hoped I enjoyed the rest of my stay on the big island. And then a few days later, I would get another text, another, another text, and then when I got back to, you know, and I thought, honestly, I just thought he was a really, really nice man. I, I mean, you know, I'm not going to say it was necessarily love at first. I was definitely attracted to him, but I just kept thinking, what a nice person. And I, I wish there were more men like him out in the world. Um, and then when I got back to Miami, we started talking by phone. And after maybe a week, he invited me to fly to Scottsdale, Arizona for a date. And, you know, I was like, well, you know, I have nothing to lose. Why not just get on a plane? And, you know, if the guy's terrible, I'll just get back on a plane and fly back. And I didn't even tell anyone I was really doing it, just my, my closest girlfriends. And one month after the day that we met, he proposed. And this April, we'll be celebrating our five-year wedding anniversary. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's been five years. That's amazing. And, you know, for yeah. People cannot see you and uh, see him, but I can tell you, like, when I saw your pictures, you just both looked so happy, and I saw silly you. pictures you guys post and, like, goofy things, and I just see, like, how much fun you have together, and... Oh, we do. It looks so great. It just looks so good. Thank you. I mean, it, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't necessarily, you know, I... I didn't feel it was coming. I really was at the point in my life where I almost gave up. I literally had the faintest sliver of faith and hope that it would happen. And um, yeah, I just, I was in that place where I thought, you know, why everyone else and why not me? You know, it's so interesting. You said a couple of things that I wanted to go back to because I hear mm -hmm. a common thread and I feel like people who are listening, they feel the same way. It's like, oh my God, I'm going to give up. You know, I talked to yeah. Dr. Ludi Green before and she said, you know, she had $40 in her pocket. She had to leave the country. She came from Peru, young girl after college. And she was about to, ready to give up. And then she just kept going and kept going. And then, you know, a miracle happened. And then you said, um. you, were, you said being okay with what you had and you didn't see it coming and you wanted to give up. And I feel like people who are, making peace with what they have um yeah. don't necessarily need to think that they will be stuck there like having that sliver of faith and at the same time being okay with what you have and just trusting and yeah, yeah. i think that that has been like a common th thread and so if, if you're listening and you're feeling that you want to give up you know just keep going in a way that is fun and in this way that feels good to you um, in the best way you can, but I feel like with the minute yeah. you want to give up, something is coming to you. Mm, that's true. But I also, I mean, I have to admit too that I took two classes. Um, I don't know if, if you know 
Jennifer Grace. She's an author, a Hay House published author. She teaches the Creative Insight Journey. It's a workshop. And I had taken that the year prior. And simultaneously, I went to um, group classes with Reverend Eddie Rodriguez in Miami, who has a transformational workshop. And, you know, it, it really allowed me to find out what those messages were that I was saying to myself that really were holding me back from finding the right person. Yeah. And I think with, um, you know, when you, when you do the work, that's so important mm -hmm. to figuring out what your patterns are, because if you're doing something and you're getting the same result, uh, there's a pattern and those patterns can be unconditionally programmed to us when we were kids or general right. adulthood or whenever. And then those patterns determine what we unconsciously believe. And then we continue repeating them because it was our reality before. But what you also said, like, yeah. I want to do something crazy. And like, why not? I feel like <laughs> that was like a breaking a pattern, you know, that's doing something different. Yeah, I mean, I'll admit I had a full on anxiety attack the night before I got on the plane to go to Hawaii. Full on. So and <laughs> I mean, my girlfriend drove me to the airport. And I said to her, I can't do this. This is crazy. Why am I spending three weeks alone in Hawaii? I don't know anyone there. I, I don't even know my way around. And she said, I, I can't explain it to you, but I just feel like you need to go. I feel like this could be life changing for you. She never thought in a million years I would meet my future husband. But sometimes it takes friends to just give you a little push. And it takes, you know, trust that the universe will get you where you need to be in the most unexpected ways. Well, you got to admit that there's something, some, I don't know if it's God, universe, whatever people want to call it, Tao. I feel yeah. like there is something bigger than us that is this invisible field that moves things around and things just happen that we cannot control. And I mean, they do happen. Like there's so many things that I just see in my life and other people's life. Like right now, you just said like to, for you to fly across the country from Miami to Hawaii. And that yeah. is the day, not the day before, not the day after to be there at the exact same time to meet him. And I mean, that there's this cosmic play at work and you just had to do your work, I think. And so um, that brings me to a question. When someone is mm -hmm. sitting there and they're thinking, okay, I'm lost and well, they're lost and they're feeling that it's no way out and they still have this sliver of faith. What do you think mm -hmm. someone can do? Like, what would you suggest someone can take an action towards or what, what can they what can they do to help the universe bring the right thing to them that the miracle that they're hoping for you know I, I really like the way that you asked that question because I do believe that we humans can create miracles we can control them it's not just something that happens randomly um, sure, we can't make the sun rise and set every day, for example, but we can really, you know, orchestrate a wonderful lives for ourselves and really make all of our dreams come true. But I think the first step is you have to sit down and focus on what you really want out of life. You don't just, you know, wander through life and hope things will happen for you. You have to actually write down exactly what you want. And then you have to keep focusing on what you want. Um, there's, I, I don't know if this is too out there, but there's Abraham Hicks, the channel channeling thing. I just heard about this the other day and started reading up on it. And he, this group says, all it takes is 17 seconds to manifest. So if you give yourself 17 seconds every day to sit down and really think about what you want, 
you can bring it to you. And you also have to focus on what might be holding you back and then get rid of it either ceremoniously, you know, like burning it, writing it down on a piece of paper and, and burning it. Or literally, if it's a person who makes you feel badly about yourself, end that relationship. You can end it with love, but end the relationship and, and do yourself a favor. And the days that I, you know, started feeling like maybe I wasn't adequate enough, I read um, Marianne Williamson, her, um, I don't know what you call this, I guess it's, it's prose, but she wrote a speech that Nelson Mandela delivered called Are You Fear? And it, it, you know, I'm sure you know it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, I keep it on my fridge. I mean, I read it often because it reminds me that the universe will deliver when the time is right and that I am deserving of any miracle. There, I'm no different than anyone else. That's so beautiful because I think one of those tools um, can make a big difference. So, for example, if a listener writes down their wish or writes down even a few sentences from that speech, you know, our greatest fear mm -hmm. that not that we are uh, inadequate, but that we are powerful beyond measure, right? I think that's the way the right. goes. And exactly. reminding yourself, because here's what I think we need to remember, and this is why I'm doing these interviews, because I want to remind myself, if I want to get to LA from New York, you know, I mm -hmm. can't just be walking around my apartment in New York and thinking, I want to get to LA, I want to get to LA. Like, I'm going to start <laughs> making a plan, getting in a car and driving west, not south, not north. You know, if you go into the store to buy a prom dress, you're not going to be shopping in a jeans department. Like you're going to be right. on your actions and you can't be shopping in jeans department and thinking, I cannot find any dresses. You know, life sucks. Like, right. no, like you know, look for advice from people like you and from books, from inspirational speakers and take a small change, you know, make a small change in your life, like posting that note that you are powerful beyond measure, that you know, if Ricky can attract somebody by, and, and take action towards it, then so can I, and so can you, and right. so can everyone. And, um, you know, my house, I have inspirational affirmations, uh, you know, in a lot mm. of places around the house to remind me uh, the truth, because we're bombarded so often with the thought that we're not good, that things are not happening, you know, whatever. Right. And from the childhood, I mean, goodness, when we were little, we were punished for being bad, that we weren't good enough. and I feel like those right. things really affect us. But, you know, what you said, like what you really want, write it down and have reminders. Um, Abraham Hicks, I love their stuff. They keep reminding yourself to be in joy because as a baby, right. you know, what do we do? We smile and we laugh unless we had to, you know, mm -hmm. get our diapers changed and we needed to be fed. But our natural state was joy. And um, right. when you're in that joyful vibration and you change in 17 seconds the way you think, I think you'll start choosing different words that you say to different people. You start choosing uh, how you want to react to someone. Like there might be a person across the street walking towards you and you might smile at them because you just read an affirmation that you're awesome. And that person smiles right. at you and then you start talking to them and then they walk to the same coffee shop as you. They order the same drink as you. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they ask you for your number and have dinner with them, which actually happened to my friend Lisa last week because she smiled. You know, so, you know, if she wasn't in the right frame of state of mind, you know, it would have not happened. She would have just passed them by. Sure. And I do believe that you attract what you put out there. I, and I'm, 
I mean, listen, I, I think I'm a generally very positive person, but just a few weeks ago, I attracted a desperate person because I was in a desperate place. We just moved to a new city and I was kind of desperate to make new friends and I didn't let it happen organically. And then I attracted someone who was kind of falling apart. So it taught me a lesson, you know, that you really have to be careful, you know, put, putting out there what you want to get back. You can attract, I could attract men all day long in Miami and, and thank you for the compliment before, but I don't think I'm any more beautiful than anyone else or any smarter. I mean, I, I'm confident, but I didn't think I was, you know, a supermodel, but I had enough confidence that I could date around and meet plenty of people. But I, it wasn't until that one moment where I really felt like I was deserving of having a partner until the day I die and someone worthy of me and as loving as I am, you know, that, that, I mean, it was literally three days after I came to that conclusion in my brain that I was worthy of it. That's when I met my husband. It was three days later. So you really do have to be careful what you're putting out there. You know, it's so weird because you're saying three and I talked to another friend of mine and she said the minute that she made up her mind what she wanted, um, she met her husband on the third date and then he <laughs> is 33. So those listening and the, and the friend of mine, Lisa, who met a guy on the street, they both ordered triple something shot lattes. And so I don't know <laughs> something about threes. Um, I think it's so great to remind um, everyone and myself included, you know, being okay with what you have, know what you want, know what you deserve, and then right. you know, do something crazy. Like you said, you know, why not, you know, take an action right. and then, you know, watch the magic unfold, but never, ever, ever give up because there's... Right great that's coming that you just never know so you just have to trust faith trust and fair like disney said <laughs> oh it's true and you know and paying it forward too it's such a good feeling i'm so thankful that you asked me to talk about my story when when i first was with my husband we were really and we still are very into pda we're always kissing each other in public and holding hands and at first you know being that i was single for so long i said you know i just i, I feel like I could make people feel badly and jealous and, you know, uncomfortable that here we are with this great love and not everyone has that. And he said, no, it's important that you do show people that it is out there and it can be had and that everyone deserves this happiness. And we attract so many great people just every single day going to the grocery store. People say, gosh, you make me so happy just seeing you two together. And, and like you said, with the photos, it's such a nice thing to hear that. And I think it's so important what you're doing and telling people that everyone is deserving of a miracle and it can happen and it, it happens many, many different ways. Yeah. And you know, I, I do want to say it again that um, your photos are just such a great reminder that you really can have it all because the connection that I see in your pictures, like you really just get each other and you're so yourself, like there's no tension in any of the photos. Mm -hmm. And it's such a beautiful reminder to me not to settle for anything less than awesome, for anything less than Never awesome. settle. No, so Never settle. Yeah. Just have fun, you know, being okay with what you have, having faith that whatever you desire, knowing what you des that you desire that is coming, and, uh, you know, having fun doing something crazy, good crazy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I want to thank you, Ricky, so much for your time. And I... We'll mention that you have a book coming up soon. 
Uh, you're working on the Yes, film? about the story. Yeah, the story of, I. it doesn't have a working title yet, but it's the story of how I met my husband and also um, just kind of advice along these lines, advice to single girls on how to meet a wonderful person and attract the right person into their lives. And I'm so excited about, you know, it coming out and reading it because I know you have a lot of wisdom in you and I look forward to learning more from you when you share it. And again, it's Ricky Altman. You guys can follow on Instagram and just keep that name in mind. And thank you so much for your time and inspiring me to not settle for less because I'm a single girl right now, for now. And, uh, <laughs> and a beautiful one, thanks. gentlemen. <laughs> and a talented and brilliant one. Thank you. And staying focused, the focused one that knows what she desires. So thank, thank you. you. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, and join us for a next podcast on more miracles and miracles happen. Until later. Bye.